Good morning. This morning, just spending time with the Lord, I felt led by the Holy Spirit to share kind of what's been on my heart, what's been stirring and intensifying, and um, I just kind of sat here for a little while before I even started to talk about this because I don't do it um, flippantly or casually. It's precious, precious, precious to me. And um, there's just this reverential fear of the Lord to even talk about his glory. But I don't really find myself um, having another topic because the glory of God has... um, marked my soul I was reading in a Bible study the other day it's called Jesus the one and only and I've been doing it for years it's a big big book and um, it just goes through different sections of the gospel just getting to know Jesus more and I don't do Bible studies like normal people where you start at the beginning and just go through it. Um, This is one I just will occasionally feel the Lord telling me to take off my shelf and I just open it and I'll do a page. And so I've kind of just had this one um, ongoing now, probably for the last five years. But the other day when I was reading it, it began with a verse to consider and it's, Luke 9 verse 32 and it says Peter and those who were with him were in a deep sleep and when they became fully awake they saw his glory and that's talking of the story of the, uh, in the Bible where Jesus was transfigured on the mountain But it just struck me how it said Peter and those who were with him were in a deep sleep. And when they became fully awake, they saw his glory. I just sat kind of pondering that. And I thought about how um, Peter, like, didn't want to leave the mountain. Like, when when he saw the glory... Jesus, he wanted to just set up camp there and stay. And I think about Moses and how he told the Lord, um, if your presence doesn't go, don't make us go up from here. Like there's something about his glory and his presence. Um, and I feel like even just the, the foreshadowing, foreshadowing stories in the Bible that point to Jesus, you know, the story of Ruth, um, where she 
tells Naomi, you know, where thou, where thou goest, I will go. Where thou lodgest, I will lodge. Thy people will be my people. I think about Elijah telling Elijah, I will not leave you. You know, there's this clinging effect and that comes from, um, from seeing the glory of God. You just see that in the story of Moses. You see that in Peter. But Peter and those who were with him were in a deep sleep. And when they became fully awake, they saw his glory. I feel like my heart is being stirred on a whole new level to see the glory of God. Because the more you taste and see of his glory, the more it's all that you want. He's all that you want. I was reading in Psalm 61 this morning where it says, when I'm feeble and overwhelmed by life, guide me into your glory where I am safe and sheltered. Lord, you are a paradise of protection to me. You lift me high above the fray. None of my foes can touch me when I'm held firmly in your wraparound presence. Keep me in this glory. Let me live continually under your splendor shadow, hiding my life in you forever. His words of David, just keep me in this glory. Let me live continually under your splendor shadow. Like that becomes the heart cry. Um, and and it, it pulls you in. To where moments that you have with the Lord. Time with you that you have with the Lord. It's not um, how do I put this? There becomes this cry of desperation. Lord, show me your glory. Show me your face. It's this um like nothing else will do it's this desperation this hunger for more it's this desperation show me your glory show me your face second corinthians 4 6 is a special verse to me it's the first verse i ever dreamed and it says for god who said let light shine out of the darkness. Made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Christ. The Passion Translation um, says it this way. I'm going to read it in a different translation it says for God who said let brilliant light shine out of the darkness is the one who has cascaded his light into us the brilliant dawning light 
of the glorious knowledge of God as we gaze into the face of Christ. When you experience the glory of God, that is the face of Christ. It's face to face. It's, um, it's him coming near. And it will ruin you for anything less than that. I was listening to Michael Kulianis the other day. I shared it in my, on my Instagram. And it's something that just continues to reverberate in my heart. He says... And he's talking to pastors as as he's saying this. And he says, um, pastors think that filling seats is success. And he says, no, no. God filling the house, that is success. when he comes when he reveals his glory when his manifest presence that face to face presence of Jesus Christ when he comes into the room I was listening to a song this morning that they were singing just over and over we want the king of glory nothing else will do We want the king of glory. Nothing else will do. And it's like I have that heart cry in me. Like I want the king of glory and nothing else will do. And it's like it takes this. um, Like I, I don't mean to be like dishonoring. so much more and I was reading this today it says in his classic book The Pursuit of God A.W. Tozer wrote the simplicity which is in Christ is rarely found among us in its stead are programs methods, organizations and a world of nervous activities which occupy time and attention but can never satisfy the longing of the heart. Although this objective appraisal was written a generation ago, its truth is still pertinent in our day. Even so, hidden among us, there exists a company of people who will never be satisfied substituting religious activities for intimacy with Christ and the fullness of his stature. I feel like the Lord
is intensifying. His, his glory in the earth. I feel like we are living in Isaiah 60 days. I dreamed it recently. Literally the, the verse in the dream, I was saying it. Um, Isaiah 60 verses 1 and 2. Arise, shine, for your light has come. And the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth and thick darkness over the peoples. But the Lord rises upon you and his glory appears over you. There's this contrast happening right now. I feel like we are living in this passage. You can see the darkness rising. It's Our world is getting so dark and so, 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 so far from God. And it's it's hard to even see and it's disheartening having children right now in this world and what's um, what's happening in our world but there is an ever intensing glory that is also intensifying and I feel like um, I've noticed it. I've noticed it in, um, for example, um, last week on Wednesday at noon, I went to the cathedral on my lunch break. I go to mass on when or on on different weekdays um, at the cathedral downtown. I just feel a draw to go there from the Lord, and um, as I was there on Wednesday, I could feel all throughout the service. I could feel just a a sweet sweet closeness of the Lord in the room like it was just like a thin atmosphere like like I just felt like heaven was just touching down and I could even feel it in my breath there was a heaviness in my breath like as I would breathe in it was almost like it was it was hard to breathe in a sense but in a good way because it was like there was just this thick presence of the Lord and at the end of the mass, like when, when the priest said, the mass has ended, like I just started to cry harder because it was like those words were so sad to me because I did not want it to end. It's like, it's like those words of David, like, keep me in this glory. Let me live continually under your splendor shadow. Keep me in this glory. I don't want this to end and I turned around like I stood up like I was gonna leave and I turned around to tell my friend Miss Bernie who sits behind me I was telling her bye and um I just was gonna t- I just was gonna say the words he's here like I could I can feel him he's here 
And as I even tried to get those words out, I just had to sit back down and the the presence of God just immersed me and I just began to weep. And I mean, it's, it's quiet in the cathedral and there were still people there. This was right after mass ended, people were leaving and I could not contain myself. I couldn't, I couldn't console myself. Like I couldn't, I was weeping loudly. People were probably wondering what was happening, but I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't stand. I couldn't speak and I couldn't even control how loudly I was crying. Like that's what happens in the presence of God. That's what happens when you're just immersed in his glory. You can't, you can't, (laughs) you're just so humbled. And that's what's coming. And it's coming everywhere. It's not limited to a certain stream, a certain religion. Like, he's, he's, his glory is pouring out. And those moments just spur me into my prayer closet where... I read passages like Psalm 61. Keep me in this glory. And it's like every day, every day, every day. I want the King of glory and nothing else will do. I want the King of glory and nothing else will do. It's this dissatisfaction for anything else but Him. And numbers are impressive, and sermons are impressive, and music is impressive, all the different things that we can do. But God filling the house, that is success. God filling the house, that is success. That is the bar. It's like I would rather not move on from to the next thing on the schedule. I would rather just stay on my face, crying out to see his glory until he comes. Because if he doesn't show up, then what are we doing? (laughs) There's, um... I guess I I had this, I I probably shared about, I can't remember, about at this end, how um, when I was there and how the Lord kept gripping me in prayer, um, and I just kept praying, show show us your glory, show us your glory, because people were just talking, and it's like I had this... um, It was just like, we can strive all day long to try to make things happen and try to make, you know, 
and even like in church services and different things like to 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 try to do the altar calls and you know it's like in your best effort you can preach and you can um try to get souls saved and that's great but when the spirit of the lord falls in a room the altar will be flooded people will be on their face you are marked in the presence of God. You don't leave the same. Like, how can you tell if he came? Did you leave different? Were you changed forever? Did something happen in you to where you became fully awake? Because that's what he does. That's what his glory does. And it's like, for that to happen, I mean, it could happen anyway. He can do whatever he wants. But we have to give him room. We have to quit doing it in our own strength. We have to get alone with God. You know, if I've heard it before, like a public touch turns into a private kiss, or it should. You know, like if you go, if you go to these meetings and different things where where, the, where he does come and his glory does fill a room and um, and his presence is is there and tangible, and you you get touched by the Holy Spirit, that public touch should lead to a private kiss. It should lead you to the place where you want to come every day and experience that again. Because it's not enough, like, to just experience him on Sundays. Or, or, or periodically. Like, it, it's this desperation. Like, every day. Every day. Every day. Every day. I want the king of glory and nothing else will do. It's this insatiable desire. Let me live continually under your splendor shadow. Keep me in this glory. My heart is stirred for God to fill the house. And I know that he comes and I know like where two or more are gathered that he is in our midst. I, I understand that. But there's levels, there's measures of glory. We go from glory to glory. There's, there's measures of glory. Like what happened to me Wednesday at the cathedral where you can't stand up and you can't talk and all you can do is weep. of sheer reverence and holy awe. And it'll ruin you for church as usual. Because I don't care how many people are in the pews next to me. I want him. I want him to be there. 
allowed him to come. Because when he comes, he changes everything. He marks your life. You become fully awake. Fully awake. He becomes that that one desire, that one thing that you seek. Okay, I guess I'll end here. Um... I'm going to end with the prayer. I like to pray scripture, so I'm going to pray. I've been in Psalm 21 this morning, so I'm just going to pray Psalm 21. Lord, when we're weak and feeble and overwhelmed by life, guide us into your glory. Where we're safe and sheltered, Lord, you are a paradise of protection for us, and you lift us high above the fray. None of our foes can touch us when we're held firmly in your wraparound presence. Keep us in this glory. Let us live continually under your splendor shadow, hiding our lives in you forever. Jesus, I just pray that you would open our eyes to see you. Lord, I pray that you would just cultivate a yearn in every heart that's listening that pulls us to get alone with you and birth a cry in our hearts. Show us your face, Lord. Show us your face. Let us not settle for anything less than you. You are the prize. You are everything, Jesus. And I just pray that your name would be glorified in all of the earth. That you would show us your glory. In these days that we're living in of such darkness, God, that you would arise and shine and that your light would come and that the glory of the Lord would rise upon us. In Jesus' name, amen.